right, we want to greet everyone in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're grateful to the Lord for everyone that's here today. Some years ago, um, of course, you know the story about my brother who was killed uh, back in 1979. And uh, he was buried in a graveyard about a half a mile from where I lived. So I didn't, uh, for whatever reason, I don't know why, but uh, my siblings and I, we were not allowed to go to the funeral. We didn't go to the funeral. Uh, my dad and I think my mother went, but we didn't go for whatever reason. And uh, so I didn't get to see where they buried him. Didn't go out to the graveyard or anything like that. But um, I was talking with my brother's mother, uh, and uh, I asked her if she knew where he was buried, and she said, no, we lost him. She said, we did not put a, a head marker, a headstone on his grave, so we don't, we don't know where he's buried at. She said, I've sent, she was talking about her children, I sent them out there to look for it, but they couldn't find it either. And so uh, I went out there to look for it and couldn't find it. And uh, of course, you know, I thought maybe they had the little, the little paper that they put with the little, in the little iron piece out there. Maybe that I could have found it that way. And so uh, I was talking with, uh, so fast forward, uh, I, my great great uncle, my great grandmother's brother, uh, when he was alive, he was in charge of that graveyard. And so even though some of the people didn't have markers on their uh, graves, uh, if you went to him, he could tell you where your, where your loved ones were buried. And so one day, I, by this time, I'm living in Oklahoma, and I had called uh, uh, to let him know that I wanted to see him because uh, I wanted to go out there and, and find my brother's grave. And... Um, he, uh, but when I, by the time I got down there, he was sick. He was, he was sick unto death, whatever it was that I, he had, that's what he died of. And so I didn't want to bother him. I believe he'd have been willing to go out there with me, but I didn't. I just let it go. I just said, well, uh, if you're feeling better when I come back, you know. But uh, he ended up dying before he felt better, I guess you could say. And so he took those things with him. I called uh, my cousin, his son, and asked him 
did your daddy keep any uh, any written records? And he said, no, he had it all in his head, you see. So whoever's out there buried, unless they loved ones, just know exactly where they are. If they don't have a headstone, then they just lost. And so I thought, well, Donna Ray had a lot of friends. Maybe some of his friends knew. So I called one of his friends that lived down the street from my, where my parents lived, and uh, I talked to him, and he said, I could, I could take you out there. I could show you the vicinity of it, he said, because when your brother was buried out here, it was only a few people out here. It wasn't but maybe four or five people out here when your brother was buried. And so he took me out there, and uh, he began to tell me the story of how when my brother was killed, he was overseas. He was in the Army, and he was overseas. And he said, so I didn't get to go to your brother's funeral. He said, but one day when I got back uh, from, I think he was in Germany, he said, I got back, and uh, we'd, uh, I went to visit my aunt's grave, I think, if I'm not mistaken. His aunt had died. And uh, he said that while he was out there visiting his aunt's grave, he was sitting on another grave. Now, my brother was buried in, I don't know what they call those things, uh, but they are, um, uh, I guess, some kind of crypt where the, it's a big cement uh, cubbyhole, for lack of a better term that you sit, to, the, it sits just about on top of the ground. Some of, half of it sits under the ground, and the other half sits on top, and you sit the coffin in it, and then you cover it with a big cement slab, and so that the body isn't in the ground itself. It's sitting in this cement tank, if that make any sense. And so he was sitting on one of those, uh, looking at his aunt's grave, and just resting, and he said he just happened to look down and saw my brother's name there. And he said, oh, I'm sitting on Donna Ray's uh, grave. And uh, he said, but I don't remember exactly which one it was. He said, it's, and he pointed out five. He said, it's either this one, this one. It was five of them in the same vicinity. And he said, but I think it's this one, but it could be either of these. So we sitting there, you know, it was just a matter and, uh, and from what I understood, they had put my brother's driver's license uh, in the top of the coffin, like kind of, uh, you know how they do sometimes. And uh, I, I just had a brief thought, man, I could, I could move this big cement slab and see if my brother's license and open up the coffin and see if his license is there. But I don't want to, of course, you'd be breaking the law, you know. <laughs> and, and, you know. And then I don't, I, don't, I don't know if I'm ready to deal with what's laying there. You know, I just want to see, I just, you know, want to see where my brother is, is, is buried at. So, I, you know, we can get him a headstone. And I thought, well, you know, well, the Lord know where he is. On the day of resurrection, I guess we'll all be resurrected. And regardless of where the body is, it'll, it'll come forth just like what the, what the Lord said it would. And so that, that was that temptation there. Um. I just, I can lift this thing up. It's right there. It's right there. I can, I can lift it up and see if this is, this is really where he is. Uh, but, but I'm going to tell you something. Now, if you have your Bibles, go to the eighth chapter of the book of the Song of Solomon. That was a real temptation for a split second. 
But I'll tell you something that happened. And we just and I have to tell this story so you can get what the Lord wanna say to us today. Josh, make sure that's still recording. Right as I had that thought, I began to smell the stench of death. that whoever was in that grave that I was sitting on at that time, I could still smell, uh, it, it still had a death smell, if that make any sense. Then that, that just shows you just how close, you know, uh, that I was to the body, if that make any sense. And that, it, now any thought beyond that stopped. After I was like, no, I don't know if I want to ever re retain this smell that I'm smelling now. And you think about what goes on in that, that, with that body. That uh, you put it in the ground, and I, I know we don't like, you know, of course we don't like to think along those lines. You know, there's a reason why when people die, we put them in the ground. And everybody's not a believer, so it ain't because everybody believed that dust to dust and ashes to ashes. Everybody understand? Everybody don't believe what the Lord said, from dust thou come and from dust you'll return. It, there's a reason why the, the world, even the world, don't believe in God at all, but they'll put their loved ones in the ground because they don't want to have to deal with what happens to that flesh afterwards. Does everybody understand that? And so we were, now we as believers, we know that we return back to the dust just like what the Lord said we do. But then, you know, in that dust, there's a process that takes place. It ain't just the holy angel standing around your body holding hands and you just dissolving just peacefully. Worms begin to smell that decaying flesh. And they come up and they help they help, uh, God sends them to help that process. Because everybody understand that. And they get everything really but the bones. That hair, all of that, gets, it goes, everybody understand that. Now we have to paint that picture for you there. That uh, even at that time, my brother had been, so next month, it'll be 41 years since he's been deceased. And this was maybe some 20 years ago or so. So that, even that was 20 years later. Whoever was there, I'm sure had been there maybe that time or longer if it wasn't him. And, and you could still smell the stench of death there. Like it wasn't just, okay, it's been a year, so that's it. No, I, I could smell it, you see. And so <clears throat> now is everybody there? The eighth chapter of the book of Song of Solomon. We're going to read verse 6, and we had to paint this ugly picture for you so you can see what we're going to be talking about today. It says, set me as a seal upon thine heart, as a seal upon thine arm, for love is strong as what? Death. Jealousy is cruel as what? The grave. The coals thereof are coals of fire, which have a most 
vehement flame. And so that was something that Brother Junior used to tell me all the time. He would just say it out of the blue. And I didn't understand why he was always saying it. I understand it now. But he would say, you know, the word of God says jealousy is as cruel as the grave. Jealousy is as cruel as the grave. Okay, I understand. I, I believe that. But I didn't understand to why he was telling me that, you know. I believe that he was seeing something and uh, preparing me for something down the road. Jealousy. Now, let's think about that now. That's, that's one of those things that people don't want to own. They'll own other stuff. Yeah, I got hate in my heart. I'm bitter. I, yeah, I'm, I'm mad. I'm angry, you know. But jealousy, no, we, we're going to stay away from that one. We're going to have it, but we're going to call it something else. <laughs> and you think about this whole world is, is based, uh, the, the, people sell things based off of jealousy. They depend on the jealousy of others. Uh, the health industry, I guess I ain't going to call it, it's not really the health industry. The vein industry, that's a multi-billion dollar industry. And, and the reason why is because of jealousy. I'm born with curly hair, but I'm going to go buy some stuff to make my hair straight. I'm born with straight hair, but I'm going to go buy some stuff to make my hair curly. You wouldn't do that if everybody in the world hair was curly and yours was curly. You just know, well, this, this is just the way of life. But jealousy, now you might think that it's something else, but I'm telling you what it is, it's jealousy. To want anything other than what God have allotted for you. People buy treadmills behind jealousy. They say, well, I, I need to get in shape. Well, what is shape? Everybody got some kind of shape. I want to get a beach body. What is a beach body? It's got pe big people out there just like skinny people. <laughs> Unless you've seen something that you want, and that's the way you want to be, which is what jealousy is. Everybody understand that? <laughs> So, <laughs> this, this Bible says that jealousy is cruel as the grave. Now, let's think about that now. What, what, what goes on in that grave? That some 20-something years later, it's still a stench coming from it. From a, 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 a buried body. And that's the way jealousy is. Let's, let's, deal with, let's deal with the characteristics of, of a grave so you'll understand what God is saying concerning jealousy. When, when you're talking about a grave, you're talking about something that's dead and buried. And that's the way people do with jealousy. Again, they'll claim all other kind of stuff. Yeah, I admit I'm mad. I admit I'm angry. Lord, deliver me from this. It, it, hardly anybody's going to want prayer for jealousy because nobody have it. Nobody's dealing with it. They bury it. Everybody understand that? 
in their minds. They, but you can still see the fruit of it. Does everybody understand that? And I'm telling you from my own experience, I, me personally. Now, this is one of those subjects, you know, uh, that, that is very, uh, I don't like too much dealing with it because everybody and their mama think that everybody and their other mama is jealous of them. You know, that was a thing, you know, uh, they call it hating. You just hating or whatever the case is. And I, I don't like touching this too much, but, you know, there is a such thing that, that there are people that deal with jealousy. And it's, it's, to me, it's a sad thing because people that deal with jealousy are very, very unhappy people. They are the most miserable people you'd ever want to meet. And I know we got people sitting here that deal with it. You know, but the Lord, he, that, that's the way he do. He knocked the wind out of you. So when you come up for air, it's his air you're breathing. And so <clears throat> that jealousy, it, it's, it's a nastiness that comes with it. The Bible says it is as cruel as a grave. Do you think about how cruel that is? That, that you know, somebody that you love, that you hugged at one time that you said I love you to and all of that you spent time with you put them in the ground for their bodies to surrender to worms there's a cruelty that comes with a grave does everybody understand that there's a cruelty that comes with that and it's really representative of sin that, that's, that, that sin eats away at people's flesh whether, even when they still breathe them That's what sin does, you see. And so it says jealousy is as cruel as the grave. Somebody that's jealous, is, is they got worms on the inside of them. Does everybody understand that? You, you deal with jealousy, you got worms on the inside of you eating you up. And here's the thing about it. <clears throat> Somebody that's jealous, they live a life of lies. How so? Because they, jealous people don't say, well, you know, I'm not going to be around you because I'm jealous of you. No, they're going to be the very ones that's around you. They're not going anywhere. They're too jealous for that. Does everybody understand? The nature of it, the ugliness of it. Everybody understand? Somebody that don't care nothing about you and don't mean you, no, never mind, they ain't got to be around you. But somebody that's jealous of you, they're going to be around you. And when you in their face, they smiling, and when you, as soon as you turn your head, they, they, they making faces. Like, I, can't, I can't really stand you. If you just really knew how I felt, you know. That's a dangerous individual to be around. They live a life of lies. Does everybody understand that? They can't be real with themselves, and, they, and, and it's too hard to admit, Lord, I got a problem with this. Now, I'm telling you the ugly side of it. I don't care how you've pretended so far. Does everybody understand? Somebody's jealous, just naturally so, they're not happy. Not happy. Can nobody get one thing without them wanting it? And if somebody gets something, then they're going to find something wrong with how they got it or what they got or whatever. Everybody understand that? Jealousy don't give people a chance. 
it nitpicks and it finds something wrong with everything. Does everybody understand that? And that being jealousy, it, it consumes people. That's why the Bible says that it's as cruel as the grave. Just like the grave consumes the flesh off of bones, that's what jealousy does. It consumes people. It keeps them from being satisfied and happy with what God has blessed them with. Does everybody understand that? And this, this whole world it got industries based off of jealousy. People wanting a body that, that's not allotted to them. You got skinny people wanting to be thicker. You got thick people wanting to be skinny. It's all foolishness. Everybody understand? You got pale people buying, buying sunbeds to tan in. And you got dark-skinned people buying bleach to bleach their skin. Yeah. That's jealousy. That's, that's, that's the root of it. Does everybody understand that? And that's not God's will. So to define jealousy, it means to be hostile toward a rival or one believed to enjoy an advantage. It means that's what the word jealousy means. To be hostile towards a rival or a perceived rival or one believed, in other words, perceived to enjoy some type of advantage. Does everybody understand that? In other words, jealousy is really about perception, an individual's perception. For me, as an individual, to be jealous of you, I would have to think that God have dealt me a bad hand. So ultimately, jealousy is really being offended at God when you boil it all down. I'd have to believe that God dealt me a bad hand and he dealt you a better hand. Now here's the thing about jealousy. Oftentimes, the, the person that's jealous of, in other words, the person that's the target of someone's jealousy, they have no idea. In their mind, they don't, I don't know why they treat me like that. You know, that's a, that's a bad way. To, that's, it's, it's not easy to be on that end of stuff. We, um, I, I'm going to share something now. And, I, you know, I just have to share it. Some years ago, we had a couple that came to be a part of this ministry. At that time, we were living in uh, Antioch, my wife and I. And they... We, my wife and I, we lived in a, a big home. But we didn't buy the big home because we were trying to show off. We just wanted extra bedrooms to house people in when they came. And we wanted a house big enough that we could have church in. That was the reason why. But you know, sometimes uh, people's hearts, uh, they could have something else there. So this couple had come to visit, and uh, we had let them sleep in one of the guest rooms. And uh, 
they were saying how the guest room they slept in was bigger than their own apartment where they were from. Just the guest room. But we didn't think anything of it because we know why we bought the house. Uh, I could, we could care less about how big it was for our, our own benefit. It was just really about doing the work of the Lord, just like anything we do. And so uh, fast forward, uh, they moved here and uh, just was not happy. You know, they caused trouble and things like that. And uh, at some point, they showed off and left. And, uh, you know, it, my wife and I, we were stunned by how things had happened. And uh, so, after all of that, it went down on that day. I prayed and I asked the Lord, why did that happen? Like, what in the world? It's got to be a, some other driving force there besides what, we, what they claiming their griefs are. And I prayed about it. And my, I was standing in the, my little office praying about it. And my wife was in the bedroom because we were both just stunned and hurt at the same time. And so uh, I didn't know she was praying about it just like she didn't know I was praying about it. But I, uh, when my wife come out of the room, I said, look, look, uh, you, where you going? She said, I'm about to go to the store. I said, I'm, I'm going to go with you. I said, I want to tell you something that the Lord told me. I said, uh, he said that those people, that they were driven with a spirit of jealousy. And she said, I was just praying and he told me the exact same thing. And I, I thought, now, that, that's something, that you can be around people. And the whole time, their compliments are really based on jealousy. They're making little slick, sly comments, and you're not thinking anything about it because you know where your heart is towards stuff. But, you know, when people have a heart of covetousness, they don't know how to be happy for anybody else. Does everybody understand? And so that, that taught me a lesson that, that you know, you, the Lord can bless you and you're not thinking anything of it outside of praising God about it. To you, you know, to you as an individual, whatever it is that God bless you with, it's not some kind of social status thing that you're trying to make to society. It ain't some kind of point that you're trying to prove. But when people got that in their hearts, does everybody understand that? Then that's the way they read everybody else. Everybody understand that? God can't bless you with a, a nice vehicle or a nice home without somebody having something to say about it. If that's somebody themselves, if everything they buy is to show off. Sometimes God don't, listen, whatever God bless me with, it's for him to show off. Everybody understand that? You take that up with God. <laughs> and, and I can tell you this, I'm not going to hide what God blessed me with. You're just going to have to get over it. Does everybody understand that? No, we're not going to, God ain't never told me to hide nothing. Everybody understand that? And so that jealousy, it, it is definitely that. It's cruel as a grave. Well, you know, I mean, I, I, <laughs> you'd have just had to been there. Some of you sitting in here, you were there that day. You heard that mouth going off like a shotgun. And we were trying to figure out where did that come from? Exactly what we just read here. 
in the Song of Solomon. Jealousy is as cruel as the grave. You, what was it that we saw that day? The stench that had been there the whole time. It tried to hide. Oh, this is a nice house. God bless y'all. Everybody understand? Yeah, it tried to hide. But jealousy don't, don't hide, you know, very good. You, you can't hide it. Does everybody understand that? And it's not, it's not God's will for people to be jealous outside of for his sake. Be jealous for souls. Be jealous that the devil is taking more souls to hell than what's going to heaven. Be, have that type of jealousy. Everybody understand that? Yeah, the godly type. Not your type. Not the type that wants somebody what somebody else have or what you think they have. And jealousy in and of itself, it is a selfish trait. Anybody that's jealous is selfish. They have to be. Does everybody understand that? Because jealousy says, well, why you got it and I don't? I'm mad at you. You won't even know it. You, that, that's the thing about jealousy. But you know the energy is still there. The spirit is there. That, you know, that's what keeps jealousy, keeps people from getting close to one another. And you can have somebody full of the love of God on the inside of them. And they really want to get close to you. But because you're jealous, you won't allow it. There's something wrong with that. How in the world are you going to heaven with jealousy? How do you think you're going to go to heaven when it's going to be folks that's got more rubies in their crime than what you have because of the work that they did for Jesus Christ? You know we're going to be awarded, rewarded when we go to heaven? Everybody's not going to get the same crown. Some folks had more on their plate than what you had. Everybody understand that? We do understand that, right? That we're going to, it's going to be more, it's going to be, when we get to heaven, it's, it's going to be an award ceremony. It's just like it was when you graduated high school. It's going to be more than about, well, I got my diploma. It's going to be some people of honor up there. Those apostles, they're going to judge the 12 tribes of Israel just like Jesus Christ said they were going to do. They're going to be recognized. Abraham is going to be recognized. Does everybody understand that? You think anything's going to get in heaven that can sit back and say, oh, that Abraham, I could have did that. And he was just born at the right time. And just, you know, I don't know why. You know, I don't like it up here because it just seemed like God is playing favorites. No, ain't nothing like that going to heaven. God ain't going to do a redo. Everybody understand that? No, there ain't going to be no redo up there. It ain't nothing but purity going to be there. <laughs> so jealous people, they look at what people have. And because of their self-entitlement, they believe they ought to have it just because somebody else got it. And here's the thing, jealousy makes people lazy. They want what people got without paying the price for it. 
Everybody want a car. Uh, you don't want them insurance payments. Or the car note. Everybody understand that? Everybody want a big house. But I can promise you, you don't want the electric bill that comes with it. Everybody understand? So jealousy, it, it keeps people immature because all they see is God's reward without the price that was paid for it. You could, you could, my, I, I don't believe my wife and I have attained anything. Everything God has blessed us with, we're going to have to leave behind if the Lord tarry. It to us, it's just, well, this is just for our use while we're here on the earth to do God's will. But I, I tell you what people don't see. They don't see the price that was paid beforehand. Does everybody understand that? They don't, they don't see the price. And then my wife and I, when we first got married, I had to drop off at the bus station to go to, to, go to work in the wintertime. My wife and I, when we first got married, we were living in somebody else's house for a few months. Does everybody understand that? Uh, my daughter that's sitting here now, they, what did y'all call that house? The one in Derrida. The monster house. <laughs> I forgave him though, you know. <laughs> I was doing the work of the Lord and living in a, in a one brother's house and one day, uh, the sheriff showed up and gave me some paperwork. You got five days to be out of here. Now, the Lord has showed me that because uh, the, uh, the, I think about a few days before, uh, three days before, in fact, I had a vision that uh, uh, the, the tree on the property, it had a time clock on it. And it had a bomb for this to blow up. And the Lord was showing me in, in three days, this is what's going to happen. And so uh, a friend of mine had called me and said, uh, you know, before I, I could even explain what was going on, a friend of mine had called me and, and uh, said, well, you know, John, if you want to live closer to town uh, where your church is, you can just, you can move to this house. So I, I went in the house and, you know, the, it was like a shack. It was some parts of the kitchen floor you could see the ground. I had to repair that. Um... The, the, the bathroom didn't have a, a sink in it. And I, one day I went to visit my mother and there was a sink. Somebody put a sink. Her next door neighbor put a, a, a good sink out, on the, out for the trash. I picked it up and took it to the house and put the sink in that day. So they called it a monster house because it was like a shack. It was like it, nobody had lived there for years. And so there I was, the, the year that I lived there, that's what I was doing. I was fixing it up, you see, and, and cold. <laughs> but nobody think about that. See, those are things you don't, you don't know. Does everybody understand that? If you're not careful, you could think that my wife and I, we were just born with that house we had in Antioch. That's not the way we've, and I, this is what I'm saying, we've earned our stripes.
and, and wasn't mad about it. And wasn't thinking, well, why I got to live like this? I wasn't thinking about that at all. There were times, you know, because the house didn't have really good insulation in it, and there were times I had my little heater going on in the bedroom, me and all the children, we'd be in one bedroom. We'd all sleep in one bed, just all of us. Y'all, if y'all want to stay warm, y'all going to stay in here. <laughs> now, what's, what's going on out them doors? I can't. <laughs> but that's what people don't see. Does everybody understand that? That's what people don't see. But God sees it, and he's the one that rewards people. And you know, you think about what his word says, that you pray in private. Close the door behind you and you pray, and if you, when you pray in private, he rewards you openly. But jealousy, it, 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 don't, it don't take any of that into consideration. All I know is where I am today and where I see you today, and I don't think it's fair. Listen, we're not talking about worldly people. We're talking about church people that deal with that. I tell you, jealousy is one of those things that's very, very hard to prove. That's something you can't prove in a court of law. Does everybody understand that, what I mean when I say that? You can look at somebody and you can say, well, I think you're jealous of me. They could deny it, and, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. You, if somebody don't want to, and listen, for somebody to be healed of that, they got to admit that, and that's like pulling teeth. Jealous people believe that somewhere they've missed out. They've been dealt a bad hand. And then they look at somebody else's hand and they, and they, that they perceive and they think, well, you've been dealt a better hand than me. Your situation is better than mine. Now, jealousy is irrational because it don't go and say, well, you know, brother, how did you come to that place where you are now? Where did you, how did you come to that? No, jealousy just sits back and just, and just eats away at people. It eats their heart, they lose whatever love they had, they lose it. Because you, listen, and y'all pay close attention now. You can't love somebody and be jealous of them at the same time. Does everybody understand that? It's impossible for you to love people that you are jealous of. Does everybody understand that? Don't the Bible say that love envieth not? You, you, can't, you can't love people and envy them or be jealous of them at the same time. It is impossible. Now, did y'all pay close attention to that? Well, listen to this. You can't be jealous of somebody and receive from them at the same time. If you're jealous of them, they can't teach you nothing. Does everybody understand that? How many of you have seen on social media? <laughs> I tell you, social media. How many of you seen on social media? Post a picture of your mom and you 
uh, post a picture of your daughter, you and your daughter. And y'all folks doing all of that foolishness, posting a picture of them and their daughter. You would be surprised. You notice, daddies ain't, ain't participating in all of that. Post a picture of you and your son. Yeah, me whooping them. <laughs> but you ever notice most of the women that's posting those pictures and I, I just have to say it the way it is the daughters dress like sluts and they don't care and the mama's trying to out slut the daughter And you find in those situations, now, they, now mama and daughter, they'll fight whoever together. Don't you talk about my mama or don't you mess with my, my daughter or whatever. But in behind closed doors, they can't get along. You know why? Because mama wish she had the daughter's life. Mama and daughter can't get along because mama wish she was the daughter. Yeah, I remember when I was young and cute and petite like that, you know. I'm trying to show you the, how ugly jealousy is. Everybody understand that? Now, people, we, we, you know, people go to the graveyards all the time talking to their loved ones. They do that because the loved ones, most of the time, are six feet under. What would happen if, if every time somebody went to the graveyard, somebody somewhere pushed the button to bring that body up? You know, you're going to talk to what's there. You're going to see what's there. You think it'd be people out there then doing all of that? And so that's what God is doing today, bringing all that ugliness to the surface. Does everybody understand that? You cannot... You cannot grow in God dealing with a spirit of jealousy. Jealousy at its root is covetousness. It is the love child of covetousness and bitterness. I want what you have and I'm mad because I don't have it, whatever that may be. Does everybody understand that? You know... I had a, I run into some stuff in the ministry. Um, I had a preacher that I was working with at one time. And uh, he, he was, I was working under him. And uh, he was treating me really ugly. And I didn't understand. Like, I just thought, man, all I'm trying to do is love you and, and work with you. Why, why has it got to be all of this? And I was telling a friend of mine about what was going on, and they said, you know, that fellow jealous of you. That, 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 you couldn't have made me believe that. Because, I, listen, I'm not the type of person that just walk around believing that folks are just jealous. I don't. Everybody understand. 
I'm just not that type of individual. I, who, it, to me, it's crazy. If the Bible says that in him we move, live, and we have our being, then if I exist because of him and in him I'm doing everything I'm doing, then what's there to be jealous of? And so I didn't even pray about it because to me that was nonsense. But the Lord showed me on more than one or two occasions in a vision. It's jealousy. That, that what you feel coming from that person. That's jealousy. And it, it, it'll never be the same as long as jealousy is there. It'll never, you, you, you could try to, listen, and that's the thing about jealousy. When it ain't dealt with and when the, when the individual is trying to hide it like they're not dealing with it, there's no relationship that can be reconciled. Because people don't want to admit that they're jealous. So you could go to a person, you could do everything that the Lord says to do. Look, I, I sense that there's something between you and I. And I'm coming to you as a brother. And I, I want to work it out. I don't want there to be anything between us. If that person don't admit that they're jealous, nothing's wrong, brother. I, everything's fine. I love you. You love me. I don't know what. It, it might just be the devil trying to cause some kind of confusion. But it ain't, it ain't nothing. That... You take them at their word. Then you go back. You, a year later, same jump. I, I, wait, why do I keep seeing you mean mugging me? Some of you know what that is. Oh, wait a minute. I'm not sensitive. I just feel this distance. So let me go talk to this. Brother, are you sure I ain't do? Did I do anything? No, you ain't done nothing. It's just, I'm just having a bad day. Just forgive me. They're going to do everything but admit, you know what? You just bought something that I want. You married and I'm not. You single and I'm not. Everybody understand? And listen, so until people get to the root of what's in their hearts concerning jealousy, no relationship can be patched. You, can't, you cannot reconcile and make things right with a person who's got worms eating at their flesh. So what happens is when you're around that individual, you smell the same stench that I smelled. I'm smelling death. Something ain't right. No, I'm fine. And got worms crawling through their skull. No, don't pay no attention to that. <laughs> Jealousy, it causes irrational behavior. I tell you, I sat down last night <laughs> on the side of my wife. And uh, the Lord told me, you, you pick up your little notepad and you get to write what I tell you. And he kept going and going and going. And I told my wife, I said, I, I believe I'm going to be preaching on jealousy tomorrow. And it just seemed like the Lord's got a lot to say about it. Apparently, it's a problem. Does everybody understand? So let's think about this. 30% of women are married. Another 30% want to be married, but just because someone else is married, not because they already or really want it. The other 40% says, forget it. I don't want to be married. 
So that's what, 100%. But I will tell you, half of that 40%, they don't mind sleeping with a man that is married. Jealousy is so cruel, and I've, I've seen it. I've seen women sleep with a man out of spite, just out of spite. I don't like you, don't care about you, but out of spite, that's jealousy. Not because of relationship, not because I care about you, just out of spite. Does everybody understand that? Jealousy produces slander, unfairness. Does everybody understand? When you're jealous of somebody, you don't give them a fair shake. You don't, you don't, you don't even give them a chance when you're jealous. It, you come into it and you, everybody understand that. And I'm, I, and I, you sisters, y'all deal with that on a level men don't. And we just have to be honest about it. Y'all deal with that on a level that men don't. Does everybody understand that? <laughs> Most men, they got a lot of male friends, or got male friends. Maybe a few female friends. Most women ain't hardly got no female friends. One or two that they see once a decade. That, but that's my best friend. You ever stop and think why that's the case? You can have a room full of people like we have here. Half of you women, half women I should say. A big, big room. Let some new female come in and walk through the door. You're going to determine, now. Nah, your hair too straight. I can't be friends with you. You shaped like a Coke bottle. No, nah, I can't be, can't trust you. You done pegged them before you've heard them talk. No, nah, I can't. You, my mama said you can't trust light-skinned women. Everybody understand? And your whole relationship is based off of the way you see yourself. Everybody understand that? So this woman, this poor soul, she has no idea what she's walked into. She's trying to talk, trying to be friends with everybody. I can't, yeah, hey sister, how you doing? Everybody understand? <laughs> Jealousy is unfair. You got people pegged before you know them. Does everybody understand that? If somebody drove up to this church in a Bentley, I'm not going to automatically assume they high-minded.
If they live in a big house, I'm not going to automatically assume that they look down on me on because me, I live in a garage. I'm going to give people a chance. Because I, I tell you, jealous folks, they miss out on their blessing. God can't bless you when you're mad at somebody else's blessing. Did y'all hear that? Jealousy is the devil. I tell you what jealousy will do. <clears throat> Some of us have been with people, have been in relationship with people. Now me, me, I'm gonna tell you about me. I don't know how anybody else is, but me. When I've gotten out of a relationship, I was all the way out. Does everybody understand? And I wasn't wishing any wrong to people, whatever, whatever it was. I wasn't wishing wrong to them. But jealousy is a spirit. Does everybody understand that? And, and what it'll do, even it'll cause your ex not to want you, but be mad because you've moved on. Does everybody understand that? Some of us, we know people that are stuck in that, in that very, very situation. Miserable. Over a relationship from 20 years ago. Ain't moved on. Mad and their whole job in life is to bring all of hell and its demons. And God forbid y'all got children together. Everybody understand? And you can ask them, so, so what's going on? Do you want? No, I don't want them. I'll never go back to that. But I'm so full of hell that I'm going to make their life miserable every time I get a chance. Everybody understand that? Listen, we have to be honest. All of y'all's daddies didn't just walk away. Some of them just got tired of fighting just to have a conversation with you on the phone. Does everybody understand that? <laughs> yeah, every man ain't a deadbeat. But I don't know a man in this world that like drama. And the jealousy is part of the reason why so many children are detached from their fathers. Now, I'm not saying that's the case in every case, but I can tell you, it, it, it happens a lot more than what we know. The daddy calling, the house phone, or the mama's cell phone, for his child, hey, I just want to talk to, can you put Junior on the phone? Look, look when are we going to get this straight? Everybody understand? And they want to have a whole hour conversation with you before you, look, I just called to talk to Junior. I don't want to talk about how I'm, you know, making a bomb or whatever you think I'm doing. I'm just, I just want to talk to my son. 
I, I didn't intend for it to be all of that. Everybody understand? Then you, you want to spend time with them. Can I, can I just come back? No, you can't come back and get them. Everybody understand? They make it the devil. And one of these days, I hope that the court system wake up. Now listen, let me make this clear before I get a bunch of emails. I believe men ought to take care of their children. I believe men ought to take care of their children. But I, I don't believe a woman ought to use the court system because of her own bitter heart. And she'll do that. I'm mad at you because it didn't work out. I, yeah, I know I ain't got to make you do it. I know you've been doing for your children, but I want some papers on you. Why? Really? Because I'm jealous of you. I'm mad and I'm bitter, and I don't want you going no further than what I'm going. I want to run some other potential wife away, because when they see I'm the ex from hell, everybody understand that? You know why the South, the Southern states are still struggling financially? You ever stop and think about that? You ever notice that? How Southern states, especially Southern states, they struggle. You know why? Martin Luther King Jr., he said it best. You can't hold a man down without you being down yourself. Those states, they, they, they fought all they could to keep ex-slaves down. And, and that's the reason why they struggle financially now. That's the reason why they're not as advanced as the northern, northern states are. Everybody understand that? And it's that same way when it comes to somebody that has jealousy in their hearts. And you, you got it within your power to just release people and let them live, and you don't want to do that. You do everything you can to hold them back, to hold them down, to make their life miserable. But who's, whose life is being, who's living in misery? Everybody understand? So jealous people can't hardly stand to see anybody happy. That's just, that's too much like right. I don't want, I'm not, I'm not happy and I don't want you to be happy. Does everybody understand that? That's why I say, I'm the type of individual, once I've released somebody, if we were in a relationship, that was it. I hope you be happier than what we were together. I hope you find happy. Now, that's the, just the truth. It didn't work out. There was a reason why it didn't work out. I'm glad it didn't work out. I'm glad I got my wife now. And I pray that you, you find happiness. I hope that you find happiness. I'm not going to search for them online. Oh, okay, so, now you, so you got a car? <laughs> Who do you think you didn't have a car when we were together? <laughs> you see, that's a miserable life. <laughs> What's that movie, A Wonderful Life? No, that's a, that's a miserable life. Everybody understand? You know how many women deal with that? Why you, you had me on a bike? I guess I, I, guess I was the hold up. 
And some of them so proud, they believe that I'm the one that got you up to where you were and only to dump me. I helped you out, got your credit straight, got your teeth fixed. <laughs> you wouldn't have that job if it wasn't for me. <laughs> or you could just move on, ma'am. Jealousy is part of the reason why people are in debt. Because they're trying to compete with somebody else's finances. Does everybody understand? They don't realize that people are just, some people are just more disciplined and just more mature with finances. Everybody understand that? And let me make this clear, and I hope you understand. My $100 with God's hand on it is going to stretch and go further than your $1,000 with your envy and jealousy. So it ain't that somebody make more money than you as much as it is God's blessings on whatever it is that God has blessed them with. Everybody understand that? Now listen. <clears throat> For the most part, people don't want to be around jealous people. Now, just in case you don't know, if you this individual, let's think about this. Have people gotten to the point, when is it that you find out about good news from your friends? Now listen to what I'm saying now. God can bless somebody with a whole nother world, but you'll never know about it. You hear that through the grapevine somewhere. And then you'll be calling, Girl, why you didn't tell me that, that God blessed you with another world? Oh, I was going to talk to you about it. <coughs> because people have marked you. Can't share good news with you. Can't share nothing good going on. In, how many of you know that? Can't tell you nothing good because if I, I. No, I can't. Can't tell you about the house God blessed me with. Can't tell you about the husband or the wife God blessed me with. Can't tell you none of that because every time I do something like that is is everybody understand? Jealousy questions everything. Everybody understand that? Jealousy has a reaction. And the crazy part is it it is filtered. And it is hidden through friendship. Jealousy gives people bad advice on purpose. Does everybody understand? I know of a situation where a woman thought she had met her husband. I believe this is the one Lord had for me. And this woman let another woman tell her. What is he doing for you? Is he helping you pay bills now? Because if he ain't helping you pay bills now, he might not do it when y'all get married. So then the woman goes, hey, you going to help me pay bills? And the man like, check her, like, wait a minute, what is all this coming from? No, nah, I can't, can't deal with you. You, you, done, you moving too quick. You know, you just, you getting out of bounds. And then the other woman says, see, I told you, he ain't the one for you. I can do everything but be happy for you. 
Does everybody understand that? So jealousy gives bad advice. It causes people to question everything. Does everybody understand? You can have a woman that in a good relationship. Yeah, my husband, he worked from nine to six every day. But how do you know? Did you ever see his schedule? Are you sure he's getting off at six o'clock like he say? You better call up there. Everybody understand that? I'm trying to get you to see what's the root of some of this junk. Jealousy, in and of itself, is a type of torment. The person that's jealous is tormented because of their own and what they perceive inadequacies. You know the crazy thing about jealousy? That person that's jealous, they could have everything in the world going for them and, don't, and can't enjoy their own life because they're too busy being tormented about somebody else's. Does everybody understand? So everybody understand that jealousy is really just smoke screens and mirrors? It's your perception. It's, it's not real. Does everybody understand? Whatever it is you're being tormented with is not real. And what it does, it keeps you from having the relationships that God wants you to have. It keeps you jealous people they tend to be distant, close, but distant at the same time. Can't get too close to people. And they could think, they write it under the guise of, well, you know, I'm just that type of person. I don't believe in having a lot of friends. I've always just been off to myself. You need to get to the root of that mess. You're not a robot. God intended for you to be touched and loved. So instead of you thinking, well, everybody, you know, people have hurt me in the past and everybody's out to get me, or you can have worms crawling through your flesh. You can have a stench that pushes people away. Does everybody understand that? No, everybody ain't out to get you. And listen, so again, the devil is a master at what he does. He got you looking over here, but the trick is over here. Over here, everybody hurt me. Everybody I tried to get close to hurt me. But over here, really, really what it is is I'm jealous and I can't stand to be around people that I perceive is doing better than I'm doing. Which is everybody. <laughs> In your mind. Everybody understand that? People are bound by jealousy and that's not God's will. Let's go to the sixth chapter of the book of Proverbs real quick. We're going to start reading at verse Now, here's the thing about jealousy. Uh, 
jealousy does not only, um, if you've dealt with jealousy, then you have to know that jealousy is not just you uh, envying what somebody has or whatever it is that whatever it is that the target is about it. Jealousy is also designed to get to the other individual, but not in a jealous sense, if that make any sense. So, in other words, you have a. The, I just use the example that we use today. You have a young lady. She come in here. You sisters. Y'all look her up and down. Y'all deem and all you, I can't be friends with you. Your hair too straight, too, you know, your shape is too good, whatever the case is. And But the sister's really trying to, all she want to do is come to church and love the Lord and worship. And she's trying to figure out why. Why is it folks are running away from me? Why is it I'm trying to get close to the sisters and they're not allowing it? So you know what it's designed for her to do? To shut down. And on her end, it'll be, this is why I'm not friends with a lot of females. You can't even hardly go to church without finding the same junk you find out in the world. This is the reason why I don't go to church. That sister can't help her shape. She can't help her skin tone. She can't help the texture of her hair. What do you want her to do? Does everybody understand that? So she just shuts down and she just go collect a bunch of male friends. I don't know how many women I've heard over the years say, I got more male friends. How many of you, that, that's been your testimony? More male friends than female friends. There's a reason why. Everybody understand that? You don't want to be the target of the cattiness. And listen, folks, women don't grow out of that. They get born again. They're supposed to, they supposed to mature. But that's not, they don't, in other words, it can be, you can be a 60-year-old woman still being catty. That's not God's will. Everybody there? The sixth chapter of the book of Proverbs. We're going to start reading at verse 34. It says, for jealousy is the rage of a man. Everybody see that? Everybody see that? Not only is the cruelty of the grave, as the cruelty of the grave, it is the rage. In other words, jealousy has activity that go along with it. There's no such thing as being jealous and neutral. Jealousy produces actions. Does everybody understand that? For jealousy is the rage of a man, therefore he will not spare in the day of what? Vengeance. I'm convinced that mothers and some of, some of your own mothers have not sat down while you were growing up, when you became a teenager and it was time for you to find a husband or whatever the case is, I am convinced that this is the very reason why mothers don't pass on wisdom. Because I'm jealous. 
I'm mad because you're just starting out and I'm already over the hill somewhere. I could teach you about life. I could teach you what to look out for, how to navigate. I could teach you all of that, but I'm not going to. I want you to be jacked up just like I am. Isn't that something? That's the truth. I'm mad at you because you, you are me 30 years ago. And I, my mama didn't teach me nothing. I had to learn everything. You're going to have to do the same. <laughs> and then be mad when the Lord sends somebody to take that role. Isn't that something? Jealousy is the cause of that. Your own mama jealous. Because you innocent. Because you, you are reset, in a, if that make any sense. You haven't made all of them. Your own mama jealous. And all you want to do is love. Does everybody understand that? So jealousy has an action. It, it, it does something. Does everybody understand? Verse 35, and let's think about this. Even for fathers, I believe we as parents, as fathers especially, we ought to give our children a running start in life. Does everybody understand that? We are, our children ought not to have to start from ground zero like we did, if we did. Does everybody understand And, but I'm talking about us. We got it bad. Well, nobody gave me nothing. Except they did. Everybody understand that? Could it be jealousy that's got you wanting every generation to start over? There's something wrong with that. Let's go ahead and keep reading. Verse 35. He will not regard any ransom. Does everybody understand that? You go, what we were talking about earlier, you go to a jealous person and say, hey, I feel like it's something between us. I'm trying to work things out. It, it, you know, can you, you, you mind if we, let's talk about this. No, ain't nothing to talk about. Ain't not, I'm not, ain't nothing going on. I'm, you know, I, I don't have anything against you in my heart. The Lord knows that. Jealousy don't receive ransoms. It ain't, it ain't trying to fix nothing. I don't want to, because there ain't nothing wrong. And I can't fix my mouth to say I'm jealous of you because then I'd have to admit that I don't feel complete myself. Look at what it says. Neither will he rest content though thou givest many gifts. You can go all out of your way to try to be free. How many of you have ever experienced that? I'm going I'm to love the devil out of you. And you know what the devil said? No, you ain't. Nah, there ain't, there ain't that much love in the world to get me out of here. Jealousy wears people out. You try to love on them, try to be good to them, show them love, I'm going to call you every day, I'm going to text you, I'm going to bring you food when you're sick, I'm going to do all that. And, and jealousy will turn right around and poop on it. 
I don't care what you do. I ain't, I ain't receiving that love. Everybody understand that? Je you see how jealousy is cruel as the grave? I don't believe worms ever say, you know what? This is a saint right here. This person was raising the dead. I can't go into that body and, and desecrate it like that. Worms can care less. Everybody understand that? They don't care what you did when you were on top of this earth. Now you're in our territory. And we're going to eat, eat at you. And that's the way jealousy is. It, it can care less about how much good you do. How much you're trying to reconcile. How you're trying to bring things together in brotherly love. It, it can care less about that. You got the shape I want. And that's, that's what keeps me from being able to get close to you. And you light-skinned women, y'all think y'all more than somebody else. I can't get close to you. Everybody understand? You live in your nice big house. You, I know you're looking down on me, even though you don't know where I live. It will, jealousy cannot be satisfied. It's a monster you can keep feeding, keep feeding. It'll, it'll, it'll just burp and, and tell you, yeah, keep feeding me. Everybody understand that? And after a while, people just pull away, like, okay, I see I'm getting nowhere with this. And then they let you go on with whatever you got in your twisted brain. Well, see, that's the reason why I don't get close to people, because every time I try to get close, I just, it just seems like I just run folks off, and I don't know what it is. Or it's the not on me, and that's the reason why people can't stand to be. Jealousy can't be satisfied. And I'm telling you, as a believer, you need to get rid of it. You get rid of it because it'll stunt your spiritual growth. Does everybody understand that? And that's not God's will. All right, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this word. Thank you, Lord, for this day and for making your word plain to us. And Lord, we ask that you will help us, Lord, not to Hold on to jealousy and to envy, Lord. Help us to release it right now. Lord, we pray that you will help us to see how jealousy have played a part in our lives. Help us to see, to see the decisions that we've made, Lord, based on the jealousy that's been in our hearts. The relationships that we've ruined because of jealousy. The bitterness, Lord, that we've held on to because of jealousy. Right now, Lord, I pray over every soul that's under the sound of my voice that if jealousy is in their hearts, Lord, I ask that you will expose it and remove it right now in the name of Jesus Christ. And we thank you, Lord, for our deliverance. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Go ahead and stop there. All right, if that's all now, we'll go ahead and be dismissed.